Um, who are you and what are you doing? Uh, I am Samuel Liam Ward. Um, I like to play a bit of hockey and yeah, uh, I like to talk about hockey as well because I'm a hockey badger. You are the biggest hockey badger. Because <laughs> when I first met you, you were like, no, I'm not a badger. You are. I am a badger, don't you worry. Um, so, first off, um, really simple, short sentences. How did you get to becoming a senior international hockey player? Uh, short sentences. Oh, I, got, I can talk for days, don't you worry. Get your pillars ready. Um, basically, uh, I was uh, working back at a car dealership back in Loughborough um, from the age of 18 to 23. And during that time, basically, I started playing National League hockey for Beeston. Um, I then at 20, I drifted across and played for Loughborough because obviously it was a bit more local uh, and I was working in Loughborough so I played for them for a year and a half actually didn't finish the end of that season and just kind of took a break I wasn't enjoying it really had a bad shoulder injury um, as well which uh, happened after a quite a few refreshments um, I managed to tear my ACJ in my shoulder um, and then a year or so later uh, I was playing for Beeston and I had a cracking year, I think I scored 25 goals in the league or something around there. Um, and we were also in the Euro Hockey League, uh, I scored a few goals in that. And yeah, straight, um, briefly after that, I got a phone call from Bob uh, saying, would I like to come in for a trial? Nice. And then you had a pretty decent debut as well. I mean, yeah, my England <laughs> debut can't have gone any better. Uh, obviously scoring two. Um, if I look back on reflection, uh, actually, obviously, I wasn't even picked for the tournament. Um, yeah, I remember that. Actually. I was, I was, I was still a bit chunky. Um, I needed to lose some weight, and actually going out to Bhubaneswar, well, I kind of was lucky. I got, I got the taste of international hockey when I wasn't really good enough, yeah. and it spurred me on to become a better person in general. Yeah, because we started to get to know each other back then, and I remember you like getting into the program and and getting involved then, and like being pretty buzzing to to get that opportunity and like I think from then on you've just taken every opportunity with two hands and like just not look back really yeah no exactly and I think that was it I, I won't forget for that tournament despite on reflection now looking back and going I wasn't good enough to be picked um obviously it still hurt quite a lot I trained hard I'm not gonna lie after two months I'd rang I rang home and said I don't think I'm cut out to be an athlete it hurts too much. Every day I was in agony. I obviously, I was still carrying a bit of timber. I kept pulling my hamstring, and um, that was kind of that. And it, it wasn't that it wasn't that easy for me. And I remember the night we found out on the Friday that selection, and uh, we were playing on the Saturday. Uh, I was playing for Beeston at the time. Uh, we'd got Canuck away at six o'clock. What I'd a delight. Text, <laughs> yes, probably that was probably the bit that hurt most. Uh, <laughs> I'd got to play there, uh, but no. Um, we, um, I text psychologist saying I don't think I want to play, and he said, "Come on, go, and, go and prove him wrong." And uh, on the Saturday night, we played uh, Canuck, uh six p.m. Uh, we'd actually got a cup game on the Sunday. Um, we on the Saturday we beat Canuck three-one. Um, I scored like the perfect hat trick. Um, I scored a penalty stroke, um, penalty corner, and open play goal. What a dream. And, uh, <laughs> and then I came off the pitch and in an aggressive state decided to text a psychologist saying he can stick his <laughs> when the sun don't shine. Um, and that was the mood I was in. And actually me and uh, 
me, me and Ollie uh, went out uh, for a few quiet ones that evening. And uh, I remember the next morning we were getting our kit on to play in the cup. And I think that day we played Hampton and Arden in the cup. And it's still known, I think, as Beeston's ever biggest win. It was 25-0 to us in the cup. Um, I scored eight. I missed a stroke on the full-time <laughs> whistle to score a ninth. Uh, and I probably should have scored 25. I was awful. Um, <laughs> so it's quite funny, really, when you think someone's like, you had a great day. I was like, I was awful. Like, it was embarrassing. <laughs> I remember at halftime, Matt Taylor going mental at us and was like, what is wrong with all of you? You're awful. I think it was like 6 0 at halftime. Uh, but we all decided to, to perk up for some reason in the mm. second half. Um, so, how did you get into hockey? Because, again, I think this is this is quite interesting for, for some of the guys because I think so many of you guys like haven't necessarily come traditional routes um and i think that's that's quite interesting to to hear about um so yeah obviously um i got into hockey because mum and dad i think they met through hockey don't hold me to that i tell everyone that but i just think <laughs> but i forget what's going on in my own life so i can't remember what's going on in my parents life so it's one of those um i ask them again then they tell me again and then i forget again so it's a bit hard um but, yeah, so I just remember getting my first hockey stick age about four or five, or what it was four. Um, I just would go and watch them, whack the ball against the fence, and kind of always really enjoyed hockey. Um, mm. I actually played in goal and centre forward for to probably the age of 14. Um, and the reason I didn't really pursue a career in goalkeeping, because I'm not the tallest bloke, um, it probably suited my physique of being more of a junkie lad at the time, but not really my height. So... Um, yeah, that was kind of that, and um, I kind of just, I played, um, we won the under-9s nationals with uh, Beeston, under-11s, we had a super side back in the day, um, and then kind of, I well actually I missed that, I originally started out at Leicester Hockey Club, uh, Leicester Ladies Hockey Club if I'm completely honest, uh, me and my sister were the first two junior members there, so let's not forget them. Uh, drifted over to Beeston at the age of nine. We won a few national titles there. We, I think we won the under-13s, the under-15s. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of where I stopped for a bit. I didn't. I lost real momentum in hockey for a while. I played um, played for the Midlands all the way through. I was, grew up playing with Ollie, Will Ars, Chris Griffiths, Dave Condon. We were all in, on the yeah, same yeah. Midlands team, really. Obviously, all from the Midlands region. So we kind of grew up together, a lot of us. Um, and then... I actually, like, I never got picked, so like Grifter got picked for England under 16, Dave did, uh, me and Ollie didn't, and they, for me, I was, they always said I wasn't big enough, I was obviously a little chubby kid, um, so yeah, and that was kind of that, um, and then I kind of reinvented myself about 18, as I, as I said before, um, I wasn't playing hockey at the time, I was playing a bit of local league football. Um, King cricketer as well, aren't you, bud? I absolutely love my cricket. I don't know how that's going to go now with one eye with a ball bouncing up there, but, but that's something we'll, we'll discover. I don't think I'll be catching much, um, especially the skyers. Yeah. Um, I'll be more of a hazard than oil any good. Um, and then, yeah, I um, obviously drifted back in, uh, started playing for Beeston, got in the first team. Uh, I have a lot to thank to Zach, uh, Zach Jones, if I'm completely honest. I'll uh, I'll never forget him giving my debut. Um, I played for the twos on the Saturday, uh, and I got a phone call saying Jamie Parker, who's one of my strikers, got a hamstring injury. Um, and um, so I was playing at Surbiton away the day after. Well, we all know I love Surbiton. <laughs> um, but 
we basically travelled down to Surbiton. Uh, I think Adam Dixon and Sam Dixon got stuck in traffic. I had to start up top, actually. <laughs> um, and I think, if I remember right, we lost 5-3, but I, I remember a fair few bits. Actually, I just played pretty pretty well, to be yeah. fair. Looking back on it, I had a good day. And we trotted off the side of the pitch, and as you do, you go and stand on the grass and have a chat at Surbiton. And I got called over by um, Zach and by um, Big Griff. And he said, uh, what are you doing next weekend? And I was like, don't really know. I don't know, maybe a few quiet refreshments. <laughs> um, and he was like, no, you're coming to Paris. And we've got the Euro Hockey League. And basically they pulled me into the squad to to basically be, uh, to play in that. So actually Amazing. the following weekend I played against, um, we played against Leuven and mm-hmm. um, Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, we beat... One two one, and we drew with the other. I think one all, um, which put us through to the next round. Say, to that's play a Lerman decent set of again. results playing those guys. Um, so yeah, so we we qualified uh, by playing in both games, quite a lot of minutes, um, and yeah, that was uh, that weekend. I'd played one national league game in my life and two Euro <laughs> hockey league games. So it was a bit of a weird start, as we all know. I like to do things a bit backwards, um, and yeah, kind of that was kind of my career from there, and it just kind of developed on from there the bit I did probably miss earlier is I did get a sniff Andy Halliday gave me a chance the boys were away the England GB boys were away um, I think it was uh, in India uh, it was the um, the old Hockey World League finals and they were away in the January and it was the European A division um, indoors uh, out in Austria in Vienna Vienna is in Austria, isn't it? Yes. Thanks. I said it and I thought, oh my God, I've had a shock career. Um, Good geography. Oh. Geography with Sam Ward. <laughs> Not okay. Anyway, moving on. Um, played in that, and me and Chris Griffiths, actually, that was where we got picked. We did well in that, and it got fed back to Bob, and actually, that was in the January 2014, and that's when, in April, May, we did. So, uh, there's an also a big part of my career to pay, play to um, Andy Halliday as well, because he kind of gave me my first sniff and kind of fed back. draw that guy. Yeah, absolute legend. Um, so, let's get on to the elephant in the room. Your wee knock on the head. Uh, the <laughs> elephant in the room. One-eyed elephant. <laughs> One-eyed <laughs> elephant. Um, firstly, like, how are you now? How's kind of the rehab and stuff been going? Like, how's that How's that all going? Not out. Um Anyway, that um, it's been an interesting time, let's say. Um, I obviously it wasn't easy. No. Um, it's been stressful. You have your ups and your downs, and it's how you kind of deal with it day in day out, and you handle yourself. I think the main thing through it all is just perspective on everything. I mean, it happened. Um, there's no hiding behind the fact. Once it happened, it happened. Mm. Um, it was no one's fault. Uh, it really wasn't probably if anything my own uh, for my sheer stupidity uh, stupidity um but that's that's why I do what I do and that's why I've scored the goals I have for playing like that uh, so I wouldn't kind of knock any of that I think obviously it was painful I have lost central vision uh, for good um but uh, at the end of the day I can still live a perfectly normal life and I am doing it at the moment and I think that's the way I kind of reflect on it all there's people in a lot worse situations than me I've lost central vision in my left eye for life but but it is what it is and yeah. and life's what you take it for and 
I mean, I'm sure it's taught me a lot about myself. Um, I mean, I went on a trip to South Africa on holiday to watch a cricket, and actually that was just an extra few days given off to me by Danny, just which probably has put me in the best mental space possible. Um, now returning, and then obviously I came back. I landed on Thursday, on the Thursday morning, first week after jam. The boys have been back in from Monday. Um, I arrived back, I think it was, I landed at five to seven in the morning um i got back chilled out went for breakfast and on the friday i met sophie um our uh, physio and we said what do we do do we do we delay it do we delay what we're planning to do do we gamble now or do i just sit back hold my hold my hands up and go career's done it is what it is and i i, I kind of said i said the fact i'd been and refreshed myself away from from Bisham and away from everyone really uh, kind of in a country on your own for 10 days yes obviously Aubrey my best mate was there with, with his family it's I still spent a lot of time on my own and I learned a lot about myself mm. so it kind of meant that I mean I'll tell you the truth there was, there was one night I was out there and I stayed in my hotel and got Deliveroo like I would here yeah. <laughs> but actually like even that night I spent a lot of time thinking about what was going on what had happened I don't think I've really accepted how big a scale what happened was like six, mm. seven fractures in the face and having your face removed basically and stitched the whole way through I probably have underestimated the, the whole surgery process because I'm in it um, yeah. and people probably don't realise that but we set a great plan that week we said four weeks of getting fit. So I took the first two um, by doing double sessions up at Fox Hills, the golf club uh, in Ottershaw. Ottershaw? Ottershaw? One of the two. It's near Cobham. Uh, <laughs> once again, words aren't for me. Um, and basically went and trade up there for a couple of weeks. Um, and then I returned to Bisham 12 days ago um, during that time. Um I've lifted hard. I've ran really hard. I've had some great support. I think, I think the biggest thing I learned is the difference when you're in rehab with others. So I spend, I spent a lot of time with um, Emily Defrond and um, Sarah Haycroft, who mm-hmm. they were in rehab, and we were doing our running sessions together every day, and we were all in the gym together. Obviously, in the gym we had all the boy, other boys that were behind as well. So that was great. But I spent a lot of time with them, and you actually it was just great to almost train with other people. And I started to do back to the hockey stuff, um, just some trapping and shooting and then that's kind of developed this week into I did fitness testing Monday a bit of training um, and then actually I managed to get it out there with the EDP boys on Wednesday night corners yesterday and a full small-sided game session last night so we're on the way up I think the biggest thing I learned was I don't know whether I'll make a full international return but at least if I have to walk away, I can hold my head proud and say, I gave my best shot. Whereas if I didn't and I just walked away, there'd always be that kind of burning Mm. in the back of your head going, why didn't you give it your best shot? And I think that's one thing I really respect about you is, you know, you never do things by halves. If you're doing it, you're doing it. And But, you know, people will take, you know, maybe say, oh, he's being what he's being extra, is this, but that's, because you give a shit and you want to do stuff and you want to live life to that like to the max and I think that's if you're going to do something you're going to do it and I think I've got so much respect for you for that I think it's if I'm honest it's it's why I've got to where I have now like 
I said I, I'm openly honest about the mental health side of things and I never thought, I often find things d- difficult. I do and everyone thinks but he's the most confident person in the world. Well actually anyone who knows me and as you do quite well, you know that actually um, there's Sam Ward hockey and there's Sam Ward, Sam Ward. Mm. And I think it's something that I've learned about myself and working with Katie Warren, the psych who's working with me at the moment. It's actually accepting the differences and stuff because I go and play sport and I want to win and I put my heart and soul into it. But there's never, ever, I will not walk off the pitch, shake someone's hand and have a beer with them. Mm. And that's how I see it. No matter kind of what's gone on, unless it's, I mean, next level extreme, just a good battle and tussle out on a sports field. There is nothing wrong with that. Go off, have a beer and accept it with people. Yeah. And I think that's the tough thing is actually having a personality that is very out there and that's what makes my game my game. Um, and the kind of lack of fear and just getting stuck in and, and being passionate. You take that away and I'm half the hockey player because there are so many more better technical hockey players than me. And I'm the first old man's up. People say, you do, you do some great things. I'm not afraid of trying things, but also yeah. I can stand there and say there is probably in a squad of 30 at the moment, I reckon 25 are better than me technically on the ball, carrying the ball and stuff, but I have my way and I make it work. Yeah, and I, I think it's really important, just going back to that kind of that mental side, I was, like we go back, we're good mates and... and having seen you through the harder bits and seen you through the good bits as well. The one thing that I keep coming back to with you is actually how you, you have that ability when you are down, you do bring yourself back up to it. And I think this latest one you were saying about perspective, there's the, there's been a couple of posts where you've kind of said about other people and actually how that's kind of readdressed. It's, it's hockey, but actually there are other people out there that have got, bigger issues and I remember you saying about some of the some of the, your, your fans and, and about how that's kind of readdressed the balance a little that's bit that's what I mean obviously as I said as I've openly spoke about little Alfie who, who plays for Luton who um, obviously um, has a form of leukaemia uh, he's been suffering quite heavily and actually I'll be completely honest I had a message from his mum last night and they had a bit of a scare which could have gone either way over Christmas which I didn't know about which actually it's quite interesting because that actually hit me quite hard last mm-hmm. night because I was like, why haven't I checked up more? Like, I was away, I went away on holiday, like, I didn't I didn't send a message or whatnot and check up and stuff, and obviously to know that actually quite upset me and I was, I was in a way, disappointed in myself um, because you do become... You, you feel part of it and you really want to do everything you can and I, I kind of said that and I, I, I've spoke to his mum today and I said I hope to get across to see him next week um, bless him and he's the most lovely lad you'll ever meet yeah, and, yeah. and actually yeah who knows in, in, in anything in life what, what can happen and it's always putting things in perspective and realising that there's probably someone worse off than you and at the end of the day I can live a perfectly good life yeah. like this I I can say it's shit, <laughs> but it's not going to affect my life. The only thing it could affect is me losing hockey, mm. and I'm still me as a person. I've still oh. got my family, I've still got my friends, and I can go on to pastures new and, and do something that I want to do, and, and that's how I kind of see it. Yeah, and I think there are so many people out there that have got so much love and respect for you as Sam Ward, not Sam Ward the hockey player, like you will always have that kind of network and support around you which is which is pretty phenomenal let's be fair and I think 
that's a testament not because you also give so much more than you take and I think some people you know when they get to becoming this that and the other lose track of that and I think again something which you do really well is you always still have time for people like I've never known anybody have so much on yet still have time for a coffee and a catch-up and and go for a beer or whatever so but I think I'll put that down to the way I've been brought up to be yeah. fair like mum and dad are great and and I'm very 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 I'm very close to mum but I'm very very close to dad yeah yeah and I always have been and yeah growing up and he's just always taught me the right way around things and to be respectful. And your sister's the same with that as well. And my sister, obviously, <laughs> bless her, she always goes under the radar. She's not the favourite child. <laughs> like, it's really hard. And she may have just had a kid, but it's either Esme, her little kid, or me. Nikki doesn't really exist. Um, I like to say it because it makes her really angry. Um, but yeah, and that's kind of that. And I actually, I think the one thing also, I think, um, I think there's a person I owe a lot to more than anything as well, who supports me for a lot is obviously, as you know, Angus Porter and Gate Porter. Mm. They they support me more than anyone. I've got a home away from home kind of down here and no matter what happens, it's like, it's, sometimes it's you've got a, a second set of parents down here. As, as I jokingly say, I've got mum number two and father number two down here and I think even especially around the head injury and stuff and having to having to be down here more for for operations and bits and bobs like that having people like that look after me and then on top of that I I don't think I'd have got through it without obviously James Albury, Ollie Willars mm. and Ash Jackson because obviously spending time and living with Ash um, and on top of that then Albury, like when I first found out about the losing sight for, for good, uh, I mean, left work and was at my house before I even made it home by an hour. <laughs> um, I was in an Uber on the way back and Ollie the same. But I think the biggest thing about the friendship with those three is when you get to a point where they can have the uncomfortable conversations. So through this journey, they even had one behind my back early on. Uh, obviously I, I'm doing everything I can to come back but accepting that I might not mm. and I obviously accepted it very hard early on and then obviously now as we're seeing there's kind of yeah, it's yeah. growing but it's still them all the time kind of saying to me look Sam this still might not go your way and as long as you're still prepared and mentally can accept that so we're not going from sky high to rock bottom to sky high to rock bottom they actually managed to come up to me I mean I got a text from Ollie saying meet me in Cooper's in, in, in 15 minutes I went to see him and he just basically said I've got to get this point across we've all had this discussion blah 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 and actually it was, it was very it was brilliant but it was that kind of thing and it was the same yesterday back on the pitch with Albury who I could turn around and ask him how I, he thought I did and he could sit there and say I knew he would tell me if I was terrible mm. I knew he'd tell me if I was good or he, and if there was anything different he saw like and that's the kind of on when your friendships are that good that you can take that I think that's great and I'm not going to lie they often say things that really really annoy me <laughs> yeah I know they're right but I just don't want them to you be just right. don't hear it yeah. <laughs> um, so what's next for Sam Ward um, I think just continuing working hard I think it's going to be an interesting few months, I think Tokyo around the corner. Um, I just working as hard as I can. I think um, day in day out, back at Bisham, hopefully back in in two three weeks time. I hopefully go back to club now, um, play a bit of one eyed hockey as I'm like to call it. Um, 
I think I make a lot more of a joke out of it than other people realise. <laughs> get my goggles on, get all my specky jokes I'm, in. I'm excited for the goggles, mate, I'm not uh, going to lie. I mean, Check out Samuel's Instagram. Yes. For... <laughs> I mean, the lads kind of started straight away yesterday. <laughs> I put them on and the, your, your three best mates inside start calling you specky and you're like, cheers lads, you're really making me feel happy about these. Um, I think you'd be concerned if nobody said anything I at think, all, mate. That would be a bigger concern. I mean, I think it was more last week that I was training with the girls a bit and they didn't give me abuse and then I go back to the lads and, and they gave me abuse I was like this is why this is what I forgot about um, but yeah um, obviously that's what I'm just going to do keep grinding away day in day out it's a long shot but I mean as we keep discussing it's me and I don't like to do thing in, things in an orthodox way I went to the last Olympics with two eyes. I might as well go to this one with one. Who needs to, mate? <laughs> I mean, probably me. This time we'll be asking for another back. Nah, you'll be fine, bud. You'll be fine. Um, mate, I think, like I said, so much admiration for you and what you've kind of going through and everything else and kind of moving forward. And and, and I think it's it's been really good to actually have you on just so that you can share your story and share your side of things because I think with the hockey world and everything else so many people like as you know the rumour mill goes round and there's no one actually saying exactly what, what's going on so actually I think it's been good to, to get you on so actually you can give your side and, and kind of give it a bit of an insight into actually dealing with the ups and downs of sport and actually that's useful for, for anyone and whether it's even just a hamstring tweak or whether it's something more serious actually there is life outside hockey and there is perspective on things which need to be got so um i think it's been yeah it's been amazing to actually hear you know obviously we talk about it a lot anyway but actually it's been really nice to actually chat about it in this in this way and it's yeah definitely got me thinking about a lot of stuff anyway but no thank you so much for being on um is there anything you want to say or go through for anybody else? You've got a minute left. Anybody you want to say thank you to that you I maybe mean, haven't? I mean, I think if I'm completely honest, I probably said it out loud on Sunday at the Copper Box when you had a lot of the hockey family out there is I don't think I could have expected <clears throat> the support I received. I mean, the way people have been, the messages I've received and stuff has been unbelievable. And as I made so many jokes and even the bro joke on BBC Breakfast, I didn't realise how many people liked me. Uh, <laughs> and I still stick by that more than anything. Uh, but it's much just that. And I think then it's family, friends, close, close family, friends in betweens. Mm. Um, uh, basically, yeah, and just everyone's support's been humbling and actually when trying to come back right now you have that in the how much people have supported you spurs you on even more mm. and through the tough dark days you remember that actually there's a lot of love out there it's not the end of the world but you're going to give it your best shot to, to try and do it for for not only myself but teammates and others and people that have got me to where i have now Mate, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. And uh, yeah, everybody's behind you on, on the rest of your journey, mate. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.